When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast, brought to you by the team at Vegan Food and Living, the UK's best-selling vegan magazine. I'm Holly Johnson, and each Tuesday I get together with my colleague Molly Pickering to share what we've been eating, what's got us thinking, and the new products that are worth trying. And don't miss our Thursday podcast, where we chat to some of the leading names in veganism. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd love it if you hit the subscribe button as it helps us to rate in the charts. It also means you'll be alerted to every new episode of your favourite podcast. If you're anything like me, life can quickly become chaotic and finding fresh and nutritional vegan recipes can become another thing to add to the to-do list. Our best-selling magazine, Vegan Food and Living, is on hand to help. You can join us today and try an issue for just 99p by visiting veganfoodandliving.com forward slash podcast or using code podcast when you order with us. You'll not only receive the magazine to your door, but also have access to thousands of plant-based recipes at your fingertips in our digital magazine archive, which is fully searchable and simple to use. Join us today and make cooking delicious vegan food that bit more exciting by visiting veganfoodandliving.com forward slash podcast. For today's episode, I'm joined by Michelle Feeney, the founder of sustainable fragrance brand Floral Street. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Hello, Holly. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm good too. I'm enjoying the sunshine. Um, So we're going to be talking about slow beauty, aren't we, today? Do you want to tell us about your journey? Because you used to work for like big corporate beauty companies, didn't you? Did you yeah. see a lot of like cruelty and waste within within the industry? I I mean, to be honest, I've had to talk about slow beauty. It's taken me 30 odd years to get here. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, I, um, I think, you, you know, I got into the workplace in the very early 80s. Um, 
And it was this dynamic, dynamic time of invention and change and lots of women coming into, um, you know, the workplace and, and, and creating new industries such as PR and fashion and beauty, um, you know, that had never been sort of labelled as such really before then. And I, I think the 80s are a really interesting time because that's when products like Neil's Yards came, you know, came into their own where they'd started actually in Neil's Yard in Covent Garden, which used to be um, a slaughterhouse, and they'd set up and they were, you know, this vegetarian, was the term vegan really wasn't around then, but this natural product line. And there was sort of a bit of competing messaging going on. You know, you, you also started to see uh, the advent of convenience, And of course, because women were in the workplace more, convenience food or convenience products started to become used more because you were time poor. And I think looking back on that, that's when all maybe our challenges started because, you know, it was this time of plenty, time of, um, you know, the 70s and 80s, time of convenience food, fast food started to come about And I think that spread right across all of our lives, fast fashion, you know, top shop, let's go and get an inexpensive outfit for the weekend. So um, I I think in my journey, I I ended up obviously um, living and working in New York for 13 years, and 11 of those were working for Estee Lauder companies. Um, And let's not forget, Estee Lauder actually started the brand Origins, which was in you know, that must have been in the early 90s or even before that. Um, but I think what what the world had done, the Western world by then, is train the consumer to have lots of this convenient stuff. And when it's run out, let's get another one. There's always been this opposing natural going on at the same time, I think. Yeah. You know? Um, so, but I think now what we are realizing and educating ourselves on, and definitely me, I had a a wake-up call about six years ago about my own industry and that's what spurred me on to do Floral Street is you know that cannot sustain itself and it's still going on Holly I, I I won't lie you know I mean if you look at the way now fragrance is doing really well in the world and that you'll you'll notice on TV the the commercials are upgraded you know there's, there's buy more, buy more, buy more, you know, still still feeding a lot into people's insecurities and mm. sexuality. But I think in general, the consumers, and especially we were talking about our own daughters, you know, they, they're asking for it to be different. You know, they're, they're not playing the game. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy, isn't it? You look in your own bathroom and the amount of plastic items that you can count up, whether it's the toothpaste tube, the mm-hmm. face wash, the shower gel. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's a tricky one because I think a lot of people do want to kind of go plastic free and everything else um, with stuff. But it's not always easy, is it? Especially things like makeup. It's hard. I, th- I think it's up to brands. Um, you know, I'm on uh, the British Beauty Council on a... a a coalition sustainability coalition and there's all different brands in that and individuals and you know everybody's trying to champion a little piece of sustainability um and i i i really think we need to help the consumer get a roadmap to that and 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 i do feel that it is up to the brands to do the work for the consumer in many ways shapes or forms you know um 
and try their best um, to do that. So, but, you know, different societies around the world, you know, they might, you know, if you come from a society where having nothing has been the past and now having something is the future, it's very difficult for us to dictate to say, oh, no, you can't have that, you know. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a complex thing. But I do feel things are changing. I think even the vegan movement has made such an impact, you know, and technology meets veganism on the West Coast of America is really spilling out into the whole world. You know, it's um, and and I think I saw a statistic yesterday that, you know, in a few years time, you know, 25 or even now this year or next year, 25 percent of what we're going to be eating is going to be 25 percent of the population are going to be eating vegetarian only in this country. And that's a huge move on. You know. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's so many areas we could sort of delve into, isn't there? You know, you've got, like you said, the vegan side of things, you've got the sustainability. I mean, let's talk about animal testing, because obviously that's a huge thing. Um, mm. And something, you know, I think when you first go vegan, obviously you very much focus on your diet. But then as you kind of, you know, go um, down the line, you start to think about everything else that you use as well. So, I mean, it's it's quite shocking, really, that animal testing is still taking place, isn't it, in 2022? It's, you kind of feel like it's sort of somehow been stopped, but then it really isn't. Well, I think um, most of the industry doesn't, I believe. Most of, the, you know, the big companies have moved away from that. I think, you know, there was a whole thing with China where, to trade in China, it, you supposedly had to have it tested on animals. Now, obviously, I wasn't participating in that, and that has changed now. But um, I think it also raises, um, you know, obviously, when I founded Floral Street, I was like, it has to be vegan, has to be as sustainable as possible. Otherwise, I'm not bringing another, I'm not bringing another product into the world. What's the point? And then you start to learn, you know, learn about more about ingredients, more about what not to put in. And um, and I definitely think most brands do not test on, most, most reputable beauty brands do not test on animals. Um, and personally, I cannot even, you know, think about the fact that somebody might do that. But I also can't believe that, you know, many people go still pay to go and actually physically hunt animals, you know, in Africa. So, so, you know, it's, but I think what it does raise as well for me, which I've learned since founding this brand is the importance also of synthetics or nature identical things. Cause in the past, like I was talking about the 1970s and eighties, you know, it was like, if you wanted to go very pure and natural, you know, synthetics were a bad word yet you know, if we can create the same types of smells and, and feelings or ingredients that are synthetic versus nature, that can be really beneficial because you're not taking from animals. You're not even having to test on animals. And um, you can also save nature because what a lot of people don't realize about beauty and, and, and you raised the fact about your bathroom cabinet, but a lot of ingredients can be extinct from fragrance, for instance. You know, um, you know, some woods have been overharvested in some parts of the country, and so we use sustainable um, products where we know where they're harvested, that it is replaced. So for me, what I've learned is to kind of love synthetics as well, and this combination of both 
And I think you're also seeing that in the food industry, aren't you? Where, you know, a lot of synthetic types of products are being created to have textures that are similar to to what you might have experienced. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, I'm guessing it's sort of technology, isn't it? Can It's really sort of helping with things like that. Mm. Um, what was the wake up call then that made you kind of leave what you were doing and found Floral Street? I, I had done, you know, I'd, I'd been in the leading teams that had built major brands around the world. Um, and I'd just come off, um, I, I was the CEO of Saint-Tropez and actually I was trying to do naturals in the saint in that tanning arena at the time. And I'd sold the brand and um, I'd made some money from selling the brand. So eternally grateful for that. Um, and I just thought I needed to step out. Is my I, I was 51 and I thought I'd take a gap year, but I had had the idea for Floral Street before I stepped out. And during that year, I, my, I've got, a, he's now 28, my son, and, and my daughter's nearly 18. Um, this was what's, well, what am I now, 50, 58? So, yep, seven years ago. And I just watched what they were doing, you know, what they were eating, what they were not buying, which was more interesting to me, you know, mm. what they were not buying, what they were learning. Um, and I was at home more and all of this packaging and contacts from the industry would send me beautiful things over and I'd open them and I'd go, oh my God, there's a bag, there's a box. You as a journalist probably went through, you know, a bag, a box, another box, a and I was like, oh, my God, this is obscene. And I, I just started to sort of observe society, really. And I thought, if I'm going to do this, nobody's doing this in fragrance at the time, and I'm going to do this. And almost to make a point, not even to make a business, if you know what I mean, because <laughs> I just thought, so, you know, I am trusted in, in the industry and maybe people will listen. And maybe if we do a pulp box for a beautiful, fine fragrance, then it'll it'll start to make people think a little bit different. So it was that really. I've, I've always, always, always been interested in nature, always, always, always been aware of myself in it and the impact I do think as I said the 90s were a sort of a consumption age and I did live in America and at the in the 90s America's like completely unapologetic about waste and it was about the more you bought you know the more you showed how how well you done mm. so I think I'd by the time I moved back here you know, I lived through 9-11 in New York with my son and it was probably more gradual than one moment, but um, but definitely that wake-up call of stepping out of my industry. And I think maybe a lot of journalists who were in print media and then now you step out and like you said, you're working from home and things, you really start to see, see things quite differently, don't you? Because you, you're sort of not in your bubble of your industry and your bubble of the consumer and, you know... Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I worked on a wedding magazine title um, about sort of 10 years ago, and we would be sent, you know, crazy oh. amounts of, of makeup, perfume, fake tan, everything. And yeah, it's just it's shocking. And all those like padded envelope things that you get with the bubble oh. 
stuff inside and that you know can't be recycled so you're trying to reuse them and it's yeah it can be sort of so overwhelming can't it and it's hard to sometimes see how we can make a difference as individuals but I think you know voting with your wallet as they say is is you know one way of not being part of the problem anymore and actually voting for change Mm. um I guess one of the problems though is that sustainable brands tend to be more expensive don't they so how can we get around that do you know what I um that's a really interesting question and I for my sins you know (laughs) crazy um I I decided to make our product fine fragrance at an affordable price in in the great scheme of 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 fragrance um and sustainable so people would often ask me the question you know how do you do that 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 was about making choices about not making as much money for the company Mm. so um i think people are on various different journeys i think it's really 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 hard to be a founder to be a small company especially right now you're up against big big companies who have deep pockets and also for sustainability if you want to stimulate so you can't you, you can't really stimulate research or big change so you have to tell that story in a different way i think as a consumer it's more open than it's ever been so you know do your research and i think try really simple things even mass products that might not be necessarily sustainably packaged but can be really, really good on the inside of that product. But that's another confusion. Um, in, in America, there's a big movement called clean beauty. And, and we're, we, we as floristry are lucky enough to be labeled by Sephora as clean, which means we, they've got a list of ingredients that they don't want in the product. Right. But when they say you're clean, that doesn't mean you're sustainable on the outside with the packaging. Yeah. So it's confusing for the you know, the consumer, I mean, the, the British Beauty Council, this um, coalition I'm on, um, if you go to that website, there is a guide to, for the consumer to take a look at terminology and 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 sort of decode it slightly, which, um, you know, the, the, the steering committee put together a lot of work for the people involved in that. Um, and I think really what we need to be doing as not just the media, but um, retailers and e-tailers need, and brands need to be helping explain these things to the consumer so they can make better choices but it doesn't need to cost sometimes it does skincare is hard to do I think harder to do and make work without a lot of testing um, and it's usually as well because if you're a young company you can only do small amounts of production which is better for the future really Um, But it does put the cost up slightly. But, you know, I think having less and better is a way to help the planet and yourself in a way. Um, And it's, again, easier said than done. And, you know, I I try my own life. And and you talked about, you know, the the vegan um, way of living. It's It's a way of life because it's about looking at every aspect of your life and how you impact it, I think, not just what you eat, really. Yeah, definitely. You can action a lot of things for yourself. You can look at the ingredients. You can look at different things. I think many guides are doing good guides to products that aren't that expensive. 
you know, I think Neil Jard aren't even that expensive. I don't know how you feel about that brand. Mm. Uh, I really personally love them and I think they do a great job. Um, you know, and the packaging in cosmetics, I agree with you, is, you know, when I think about seven years of MAC and how many mascaras, um, but MAC in the early days were doing, if you bring three lipstick uh, cases back, they'll give you one, you know, one free. So they were trying, but, you know, and one of the people I'm on the the British Beauty Council um, coalition with is is from um, Lush, and, you know, that I did go onto their website and there's a lot of things that they're doing to try and change behaviour. But frankly, it's, again, the big brands that sell a lot of mascara, for instance, let's just take that one item, you know, they've got the power and the money to change consumer behaviour. And I think it's happening gradually, but maybe not fast enough, really. Yeah, I know Lush do like refills, don't they, of some mm. of their like lipstick refills and mm. things. And I think a few different brands do that. Um, yeah, I think it's about, you know, perhaps investing in sort of more sustainable brands where you can. And mm-hmm. like you say, just not, you know, just not sort of consuming left, right and centre just for the sake of it. And just sort of like, I think when you slow down, then life becomes less crazy, doesn't it? And you... Yeah. You know, I think a slower way of life is what we all need, but <laughs> it's not but always you know, easy. Not, well, you and I both, you know, it's not easy. And what I was just saying, I, I feel that we did, although we were working intently, I don't know about you, but definitely with Floral Street to keep the business going, you know, we're working intently on Zoom and every day, all day. But we didn't have a lot of other distractions and now going back out into the world, it's kind of like, Oh my God. And I've got to be here and there. And suddenly it's sped up again, hasn't it yeah. really? And, and you're right, Holly. I think that slowness, even just the way, do I need to wear makeup every day? Do I not? Um, how do I take my makeup off every night? You know, look in your, your cupboard. Do I need all those things? There's so many brilliant. My daughter's introduced me, 17-year-old, to loads of ways in which to reduce my waste. And I think if you've got that one product that you indulge in, still indulge in that, you know, and then and then just think what well, it's like anything. What's important to you, you don't need a massive regime, I don't believe, of you know, on skincare, what's important to you? What do you need? What makes you feel really good? And invest in that. And then there's lots of other alternatives, like even a a quick splash. Skin specialists will kill me, but, you know, a quick quick splash with some soap and water for me, you know, does the trick. And then I spend more on my moisturizer. So, you know, I I think it's, it's making the right choices as an informed consumer. Yeah, definitely. Unfortunately, I have the most sensitive skin ever. So oh. I'm just, yeah, but a quick splash of soap and water would not work for me at all. No, I'm saying, but I'm lucky, <laughs> you know, in my, my Irish skin here. I, um, you know, but what I mean is it doesn't work for you, but something else with your hair might work for you that doesn't work for me. So I, I, I just think it's, in, you know, and we're most, you know, women are busy we're still trying to do it all, you know, work, be mums, be, you know, wives, sisters, daughters, um, you know, so give yourself a break about 
you know, stepping into things a little bit more slowly, if we're talking about slow, Mm -hmm. give yourself a bit of time to be slow and just look at what you can change and what you might be able to change over time, but you don't want to let go of, you know, there's a lot of guilt, a lot of guilt tripping on on a lot of levels at the moment from society. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, yeah, COVID gave us a nice little break, didn't it? And you couldn't go yeah, and get your hair done. You couldn't go and get your nails no. done. And it was like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to live with these, you know, roots in my hair or whatever. And it was, wasn't the end of the world. <laughs> no, I looked like some surfer chick and I was in central London, you know, it's like, because <laughs> it was cool. It was nice weather. So my hair was all bleached and, um, you know, so I, I do think it did give us a break and it did slow me down. I'm not really enjoying speeding up again, to be no, honest. No, I'm not. I think I keep hearing people say I miss lockdown because it just gave us a rest. Yeah. Tell us what innovations are taking place then sort of behind the scenes in the beauty industry. What things should we be looking out for? I think packaging is the big one. Um, there's a lot of movement towards, you touched on it earlier, but, you know, leaving plastic out of things. Um, that is the, that is the Holy Grail, frankly, for the world. Um, and, you know, again, there's lots of individuals really striving and pushing for that. Um, you know, even at a UN level, one of the people also on the coalition, is um, been on on something with the U- United Nations to try and change this whole movement for plastic in the world. So I think packaging, um, lots of new ways of like liquidless ways of buying products. So you would almost mix your own shampoos or you know body products again. And and I'm starting to look into that for the next stage of Floral Street and what we would be doing. Even something really simple in our home range that we've done is we've got these liquidless reeds that are tightly, tightly woven um, paper. Um, and we sourced a barrier um, product from the, from the um, food industry, which means it's not plastic to keep the smell in until you buy it. And then we've soaked them in beautiful fragrance oils and they're totally recyclable. So simple, simple ways. They're sort of, it's, I call it back to the future because it's sort of almost like, you know, days gone very, very past what people used to do, you know, yeah. was soak things and dry things and put things together. But we've now got technologies that can help us do that. So yeah. I think you're seeing a different perspective um and you know haven't been able to travel like everybody else but you know a lot of a lot of tech meets nature I think probably is the answer for all of us in the future yeah yeah you kindly sent me some of those reads and they are amazing yeah every time I I put them in my lounge and I keep the door shut so the dog doesn't go in there Every time I open the door, I just get this lovely, I think they're like grapefruit. Um, oh, you've got the grapefruit bloom. Yeah. yeah amazing. Yeah. Really nice. Yeah. That's and, the um, one that BAFTA have chosen, actually, because we've been um, chosen by BAFTA as their fragrance of choice for the whole new BAFTA building. And they chose grapefruit bloom. So, lovely. yeah. And I mean, again, what, what do you see? You know, I think scenting, you know, scentscaping your life is a thing of the future. You know, we're, we are at home a lot more. When flowers aren't in season, that's the other thing. We don't, you know, the flower industry spends a lot of money flying things into Britain, doesn't it? And we all get 
you know, we pick them up at the supermarket. It's very, very nice for us and makes us feel good. But I think if there's other ways of making yourself feel good in when it's not seasonal, mm. you know, is, is, is a really good thing. And, and home fragrance can do that, you know, cheers yeah. you up. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? The sort of impact that smell can have. Do you do a lot of research on things like that? Well, we, we Robert A, who are our fragrance house, have got a lot of research and also they are the, the best house in the world in fragrance for sustainability as well. And, um, you know, I don't put, we read a lot, we, we research a lot and then our nose helps us a lot about what, how how certain ingredients make you feel in fragrances and of course we do scent school which I think you've probably been on but that's to help you learn about what you're smelling so you can identify it and it is the sense that has the most effect and I you know I've been very anxious I think I've never suffered from anxiety in my life and the last couple of months I, I found myself and you know scent has really helped calm me down and and traditional things like lavender as well we, we haven't got lavender product but you know in in an oil can really help me or I light a candle and you know one of our lovely candles and that sort of relaxes me and even even the ritual of lighting a candle actually slows you down you know yeah. you, you allow yourself to breathe and um, I think it's really got more and more and more important that mm. you your environment feels right for you to set the mood yeah I, I really want to go and light some candles now and like <laughs> get cozy under a blanket oh um, I mean in terms of um just to sort of finish in terms of like vegan I mean why would so you're a vegan um brand brand but what why would perfumes and things not be vegan well we, you could still test on animals um that's number one very obvious um, the other thing is you could be using animal derivatives in some way. And some of the um, ingredients in, in fragrance, for instance, musk, came from a musk deer, you know, wow. or uh, so we use synthetic musks. Now, some of the, you know, so that's what I'm saying about replacing um, some of those ingredients. So, um, you know, the fact that our, in our diffusers, the oil is vegan. So as you probably know much more than me, you know, even some wines have been put through fish skins and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. so along, the, along the process, really, a lot of this is. But I didn't know about home. Our, our candles are, you know, soya and natural wax. And we've. I didn't know that candles could have lead in them, all sorts of things that you you know, that's not a vegan question, sorry, but just ingredients in general. But for me, I wanted to be sure if I was going to speak to a vegan community that I could put my hand on my heart and say, look, this hasn't touched an animal or hasn't been, none of the ingredients are, you know, derived from animals. There's another ingredient in in, in fragrance that's from the secretion of a whale um, that's synthetic that we use so it, it's it's really about it's really about ingredients and and then again um the processing yeah so you have you just got the one store in Covent Garden 
We have. Yeah. And we sell in John Lewis and we're expanding with John Lewis around the country. And we've got our own web, which is great. Yeah. And then we're four years old, Holly, but we're in 22 countries around the world. So for our little indie British brands, I'm, re- I'm really proud of the team, um, you know, that we, we've managed to do this with lockdown as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'd encourage all our listeners to go and check out Floral Street. Um, but the packaging is just beautiful. It's just covered in flowers, isn't it? So even just looking yeah, at that happy. kind of cheers you up. um thank you so much for joining me today michelle well thanks for asking me holly and um, (laughs) i hope you have a super day and go and enjoy your grapefruit bloom yes (laughs) (laughs) thank you Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.